Hello friends, how's it going? It's Matt, you're listening to episode 114 of the Looking Sideways Action Sports podcast. How's everyone doing out there in podcast world? All right, hope so. So this episode is the second instalment of the series of interviews I recorded last summer while working on the book Triple. Now, if you listen to my recent episode with Arthur Longo and Blake Paul, you'll know what I'm talking about. I was asked to conduct these interviews by my friend Matt George, a snowboarding photographer who works closely with vans and who's been producing these really lovely books and zines each year to document his work. This year, as in 1920, his idea was a project called Triple, through which he hoped to represent the three sides of freestyle snowboarding, street, backcountry and park. To that end, he paired up two riders for each discipline, took them around a shoot to document it. Those riders were Blake and Arthur for backcountry, which was episode, God, what was it, 112 maybe? I can't remember. Anyway, it was a few episodes back. And this week's guests, Danimals, Dan Ladle and Benny Urban, and also Rene and Fridge. So for the book, Matt asked me to interview them about the shoots, and I thought, well, I might as well record them and see if they're podcast worthy while I'm at it. So that's what I did. I sent each duo a pair of mics, And then after an absolute shitload of emails and diary checking, most of it my fault, to be honest, sat down to uh, remotely record the conversations, which ended up in the book. And a couple of them have ended up here. Not all of them. I'll explain why in a little bit. So like I say, this episode is with Dan, Danimals Ladle. Hope that's how you pronounce it, Dan. Sorry if not. I'm Benny Urban, two of the world's best street snowboarders who headed to Japan with Matt George and filmer Alex Pfeffel to spend a couple of weeks exploring the Ataro Hokkaido area to put together the street section of the triple project. Now, as everybody knows, of the three styles of snowboarding represented in triple, street riding is the one that comes closest to skateboarding. Very obvious comment, but it is true, both in terms of the progressive, creative beauty on show as the culture gets pushed forward in real time, and also when it comes to the challenges that come from taking what is essentially a mountain-based form into the urban environment especially it transpires in Japan. That's essentially what we discussed during this episode as Dan and Benny recounted the challenges involved in such a shoot and explained how teamwork is essential if you're going to try and be as productive as possible, pulling together a street section, especially in two weeks like they tried to do on this one. Like the conversation that I had with Blake and Arthur, this conversation is a really revealing insight into the work that goes into getting the shots we're all so used to seeing. Shoveling snow in the dark, finding new spots, dodging the coppers. Um, And then there's the actual snowboarding bit, which as you'd expect from this group is absolutely incredible. So I'll link to the triple films and other resources in my show notes, which you can find over at www.wearelookingsideways.com. Um, but in the meantime, here it is, me, Dan and Benny, Urban Triple. Enjoy. Cool. Right. So, boys, how's it going? You both well? Benny, how you been? What you been up to? Very good. Thank you so much. Um, just been chilling home in Innsbruck the last couple of weeks, um, reorganizing my place and just basically getting excited to snowboard hopefully pretty soon have you been snowboarding this summer or have you had like a total bit of downtime 
Uh, actually, this summer I've had more downtime than I ever had before, which was uh, nice. But also now I'm at a point where I'm actually really excited to board again and getting super, super hyped to uh, to strap in again. So just been skating a bunch, chilling with my friends back home, doing some other stuff, uh, getting my mind off snowboarding. So I'm super, super excited to start the season. Yeah, you can kind of see it on Instagram, actually, can't you? People are starting to do the posts there's there's the odd post creeping in where people are like putting a shot from last season and sort of saying like ah it's nearly here what's everyone thinking you know you get to like september it definitely starts to creep around again doesn't it yeah for sure for sure it's always always that time of the year where it's still summer but you can feel like okay fall is around the corner and you start to think about snowboarding that's when you really at least that's how i work get uh get excited for the winter yeah what about you dan you were saying that you've been taking it pretty pretty steady over there yeah it's been kind of the same i haven't really been thinking about snowboarding at all really but uh like literally like you were saying i just was looking at instagram this morning when i woke up and it's like freaking 50 percent of the posts that i saw were all snowboarding and people's lines at the park and stuff so it's like yeah it's coming yeah it's definitely coming do you do you often try and have a complete break from it in the summer um i don't necessarily try to like i'm cool with with seeing it and being around it and involved with it all the time but during the summer it's just like me and my friends are on such a different program it's like in the woods and skateboarding quite a bit and biking and mountain biking and we just don't even think about it for a while yeah well i guess the winter is pretty full-on so how, how was it this last season do you have a good one yeah yeah it was really cool actually i didn't um like we did me and Benny and Alex and the whole crew went and we went to Japan and did the Vans trip, but that was only like, how long were we there for, Benny? Like two weeks? I think some something like that. Yeah, 15 days, 16 days maybe in total. Yeah, something like that. So I didn't really do too much with Vans this winter. I actually did more of a ride project with uh, my friend Jake Durham back home, who's a filmer for Ride. Ah, nice. So what was, what was that about? It was just kind of... It basically was just like, all right, we're not really doing anything for Vans, and I haven't, uh, we've never really made a video or anything for Ride since I've been there, so we were just like, right. oh, cool, this is a good opportunity to just, I don't know, kind of take it take it easy and maybe not do things on such a big scale, and we'll just make a video. Ah, uh, nice. So how did that work out? It was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. We stuck around home quite a bit, actually, like in the Midwest area, um, went to a bunch of smaller cities around here and just drove around and then but we we did do one bigger trip we went to japan in january and we just rode powder for like two weeks it was awesome up in hokkaido yeah we started on the main island and it was honestly it was pretty shitty there and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was cool it was like amazing but the snow was just not very good and then so we were there for like two days and we were like all right we got to get out of here so we cruised over to Hokkaido and yeah, we just rode, rode around there and it was just amazing every day. Nice. How about you, Benny? What else did you go up to apart from the triple trip to Japan? Um, it was my first winter living in Innsbruck. So it was pretty nice to have a different scenery, like when being at home besides going on, on film trips. Because yeah. the, the two years before I was based in Salt Lake City and also got to board with Dan quite a bit, which was cool. 
but living in Austria was pretty rad because we had such a such an amazing snow year and I was really like super excited just to stay home and board the mountains as much as I can. Yeah, I was I was over there in January and it was it was it was pretty sick, eh? It was like Yeah, it was like, like no need to go somewhere else, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it when it gets good over there, it's kind of as good as anywhere in the world, right? I mean there's there's a lot of proper mountains and just like endless exploration to do, isn't there? Like all those little valleys with all those little resorts. Exactly, you know, yeah. As well as yeah. like the big the big names that everyone knows about, but you can you can just turn down another valley, can't you? And then find some little hill that's pretty empty and yeah, I really like riding over there. It's great. Yeah, especially in Tyrol, which is the state where Innsbruck's located in. It has definitely like over I would say like hundred twenty to hundred forty resorts or something like that. So you could get definitely get busy. Yeah. Um but besides riding here, I was filming for the new Nitro video called Offline, which is coming out this fall, which was super fun because um Alex Pfeffer, who was also on this Japan trip, um got to film a bunch for Nitro, so him and me got to go on a few trips for that as well. So this was basically my my uh other main focus then um doing this van's trip. Nice. So you and Alex worked together all winter basically. Yeah, we try to. We're really good friends. And um, I mean, we do stuff all the time. Even if we're not snowboarding, we meet up to go skate in the summer and stuff like that. So it's fun to to go on snowboard trips together, too, because it's kind of like it feels normal. You know, it doesn't feel so official. Like, okay, we're here. All this is kind of like um, set up or anything. It's just like, hey, we're just going on another trip kind of. So that was really cool. Nice. So So tell me about how the Japan trip came about. So this was kind of i guess bruno chatted to you did he benny first about the about the idea and and uh and the project mm-hmm. yeah he uh he reached out in the beginning of the year basically like kind of telling me about the whole idea of the triple project this year and the three different approaches of snowboarding and he asked me if i'd be down to do the street section so to say i'm like yeah of course that's uh that's a very, very cool opportunity. I would love to. And then right when um, he mentioned what's going on in my head, I was like, okay, we could get one or two more other guys on the trip. And then I instant, instantly thought about Dan. Yeah. I don't know, because in my head, it was just like a cool constellation of, of people. Alex, Matt, Dan, me. Good and group. And yeah, it all lined up. And snow-wise, we had a, we had a pretty tricky time i would say to to find out where to go but we ended up in japan and it was it was okay it was good dan have you ridden much with benny before uh yeah i've ridden with benny quite a bit um when we did landline he came on or i should say we almost went on a trip with him he was kind of our guide it seemed like for a little bit right Um, and we did all that and i rode with him in salt lake and he just saw their like random random things like that so we've ridden a bit yeah so you guys are pretty comfortable working together and planning a trip like this then yeah yeah totally it was just super mellow so and japan had what the most promising snow conditions at the time that was where else did you look at did you look at any of the locations actually snow wise it wasn't the best decision where to go for us, it was just like, okay, let's try to find a location where we are excited about to go in terms of spots and yeah. hopefully find spots that nobody else have touched before. 
And of course, Hokkaido, Japan is a very well-known location for snowboarders. And originally, the plan was to go to the main island. And we had flights booked. <laughs> but a week before our departure, we checked the, we double-checked the weather. And it looked like super hot temperatures in the forecast. Snow is melting. So we kind of pushed the eject button and booked another flight to Hokkaido. So this is why we ended up there and I mean it was kind of kind of late in the season anyways. So there's definitely some spots you'll see in the edit where we had to scrape snow together to make it work, but yeah. on other spots it was just too much. We had to dig out, right Dan? Yeah, it was kind of funny like if you were down in the city by the water, it was like maybe pretty thin down there or there was a couple spots where there was just like no snow and you right. go like whatever like two miles up into these hills and it was like endless slushy snow like so much right when when were you there like then was it you was it february march time uh i I think think it was was like march mid march mid march yeah yeah. it's kind of kind of late really for over there isn't it is that so hence the slushy snow i guess yeah right what we're what we're hoping for was uh big amounts of snow that are just slowly melting so we can ride in t-shirt but still have lots of snow in the city but um yeah we had some of that for sure but it was just a lot of digging and some spots just like a lot of transporting snow right okay so i'm really interested in the way that you guys um find the spots because obviously it's such a such a crucial thing and you've already mentioned about you know trying to find unique spots so is it a balance between things that you've already seen on previous trips and also just some straight up exploration you know just straight up try to find new areas and try and find the original features is that kind of how it works yeah it's it's just both i mean we would go to places that we knew people had ridden before and not necessarily to ride what they rode but just to get into that zone and then i don't know if we rode any of the same stuff did we benny We definitely tried. I mean, we came oh, across yeah. we came yeah, that, across we came across spots that definitely have been hit before, and yeah. then we just took it from there and kind of like explored the area. And sometimes we ended up finding an even cooler thing, and sometimes we're like, okay, this have been hit before, but like if you come up with a new approach or a new trick and you film like you make it look a little differently, it's it's fine, I think. So I think out of the two weeks, we for sure hit, like, I don't know, two or three spots maybe out of, I don't know, 10, 15 that yeah. have been hit before or something like that. But we definitely try to focus on the on the newer stuff. So how challenging is that? Like, how, how much time would you say you need to dedicate to that? Because obviously you're under a little bit of time pressure, right? You know, you said the trip was like two weeks. It's pretty ambitious to like try and get the section done in two weeks. So do you, do you feel that pressure when you're looking for the new spots? Yeah, I, mm. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Also, um, I mean, it's just been Dan and me. So like making an edit with two writers that is like to, that has enough footage, good footage of two guys in a video from a two week trip. You yeah, it's imagine, pretty, you can it's pretty imagine, tense. Yeah, yeah, you can imagine that we definitely had to make sure things are working out and that we invest our time in the right way and not like look at a spot that's, for example, is a high bust factor and we shovel forever. And then 
at the end of the day, once the spot is ready, we get busted after a few tries, then the day is basically lost. And yeah. things like that have happened. So at one point, we're just like, all right, let's let's please look at some spots that are a bit more low-key because the the policemen in, in Japan and especially in Otaru, Hokkaido area where we were, they're just so used to snowboarders these days. These days, they're kind of annoyed by it and that they're just as soon as they see a guy with a snowboard they instantly kick you out really mm -hmm. wow so they're pretty done then so you've got to be pretty creative to get around that by the sounds of it i mean it was kind of funny too it's like you want to ride cool things and you want to make sure you're using your time wisely with all your spots but at the same time it's almost like just because japan is a place you get kicked out of so frequently you can't sit there all day and look at this spot and sit there and decide whether you want to do it and then look at the next one and decide whether you want to do it. If you see something, you kind of just need to like do it right then and there. If you get kicked out, have a backup. Go right to the next spot, start setting it up, try and do it. If you get kicked out, you got to go to the next spot. So you kind of need to spend like, I don't know, two or three days almost and just have an entire list of spots and just start checking them off the list. So it's quite methodical then, like the way you, you approach it by the sounds of it, you know, to, to really try and like you say, maximize that time and use it as wisely as possible. Definitely, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, Dan has filmed in uh, Hokkaido before and was used to this this kind of situation. I've been to Japan a few times, but only to the main island. Right. Um, so after getting into this rhythm of basically having interactions with cops every day, um, we just had these conversations in the car and Dan was pointing out like, hey guys, let just, let's just have backup spots we can go to. And what he was just explaining was in the end what we, what we were doing. Just like go to a spot first thing in the morning at 10 or 11, try to ride it. If we get kicked out, don't get angry about it. Don't get bumped. Just keep it moving. Keep it going. Go to another spot and just try until the day is done, basically. <laughs> yeah, and there's no reasoning with the cops unless you have a... Japanese rider with you to talk to them like you cannot talk to them they just don't understand there's no translation and it's not even worth your time you could sit there for 45 minutes trying to convince them that it's okay and they just will never say it's okay so as soon as they really? come just pack up and just bail just go and just come back come back the next day try it again later yeah there's there's no there's no no chance of convincing them at all Yeah. So, and do you guys work quite well together in this way then? You know, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like you do. Um, it sounds like, you know, there's some real teamwork going on and, and like a really good system. Have, have you always worked that well together? I would say so for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, I think Dan and me, at least that's how I feel. We have a similar uh, interest in the spots we like, I would say, mm -hmm. or the, the way certain spots look. I realized that on, on the landline trip Dan was mentioning earlier, um, we ended up like boarding a lot on the same features, um, which was cool. So it was kind of like a, a session character going on. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, every every location is a, is a different, yeah, you need to have a different system for every location. So that was kind of an adventure for sure. <laughs> And how about the actual riding then? like how 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 do you how do you kind of size up a spot you know because obviously we're talking about finding locations but how do you what's the process when you found found a new place and and you're trying to work out what's possible that one's kind of tough i don't know 
I haven't really thought too much about how I process things. I kind of, if I see something and it's like, I don't know, sometimes you see things and it just clicks. Like you just know that it'll work. And some people will be like, I don't know. I don't know if it will. But if you get that thing where you just know it'll work, you just kind of, you just do it. And sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. But I don't know if you, you just kind of get this feeling that you like this spot and that you just, things are going to work out. You can just picture the trick. You can see yourself doing it. You can see the spot working. I mean, I don't know if there's much more of a process to me. It's kind of just, I saw it. I think it's going to work. I just go for it. Is that similar for you, Benny? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on the same boat for sure. Um, it's just like the visual, how do you say visualization, I guess you see something and you know, like, okay, yeah, I'm goofy. This could line up pretty good for me. Like this could be a cool photo, you know, like you, you have it in your head already. Nothing is set up. You haven't even tried it, but you just look at this feature and like you picture yourself doing this right there and then, um, and then that's that's what gets me excited to to put in some work for a spot if i see it in my head and i kind of want to like make it work that's the that's the excitement what gets me going for sure well i guess that's kind of the experience that you guys have built up isn't it you know to be able to and the muscle memory as well to kind of like turn up and and make those decisions but it's interesting to hear hear how the process works especially when you've got this kind of time pressure as well that we were talking about so how do you how do you cope with that mentally when you're because you know what you're describing is you know it's not it sounds like fairly stressful you know you've got the 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 elements of of the cops you've got the the spots you've got the schedule and it sounds like it can get quite stressful so you just you just keep your focus and keep to the plan is that the way around it i would say so yeah i mean i'm maybe i'm not the the best person to take on this but i'm not i'm just not a very stress doesn't bother me that much not like the most stressful pretty easy going person so it's kind of like as you see it is it's gonna work or it's not and you're gonna try your best and it will work or it won't and there's nothing you can do about it so it's kind of like yeah just gotta go get in there look around find stuff just start riding you either start stacking clips or you don't and you did your best you could do, and it either worked or it didn't. And I mean, there's not too much. I don't know. It's just, it's just for me. It there's not much to stress about. I agree. Also, um, it's we had a we had a guest rider with us for for a while. Uh, Dominic Wagner, he was with us, and he's he's also one of the guys that's like on the same mindset than us, or. Alex and Matt too so I think what's very important is that everyone's on the same level like that we don't have one person that's like extra crazy stressy of course we're all there to make it work but it's there's no reason to like to lose your mind if something is not working out like Dan was saying just keep going and if this spot doesn't work out what you dreamed of then we're just going to hit this little down rail which is going to be fun and we're going to have a couple funny clips in it or you know so just there's no really like no point of of losing it i mean it just we're just out there snowboarding it doesn't make sense to stress over stuff like that i mean i know it's a a big trip and a lot of people would like to be where we're at but you can't complain or like you there's nothing you can do about the conditions that you're in 
And sometimes the conditions are really bad. And it's like, well, this trip just didn't really work and that sucks, but we couldn't change much about it. And sometimes the conditions are incredible. And then you just you just get it good. Yeah, you can't say that personally, can you? You know, just some, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. So, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, good trust with Alex and Matt then in this in this whole game, you know, on, on a trip like this. Like, do you... Do you can you explain a little bit about the interaction that you guys have with with them when you on a shoot like this or on a on a particular spot? I mean, Matt has been in the in the game for so long and he can he can make I'm I'm going to say he can make every spot look good. <laughs> um so of course when when we show up to a spot and we've we all see it for the first time, sometimes Alex is like, ah, I don't know, this might be hard to make it look good. And then Matt is like, yo, this is going to be a super good photo spot. And then it's basically up to us, like to the writers, what we want to jump on in the end. But um, it's just they're, they're down to capture snowboarding and they're down to document it. We're not there to stage anything. So we're just we're just snowboarding like. Matt is taking good photos. Alex is making incredible stuff with his camera. So, yeah, it's just good teamwork. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Alex is is funny because he's he's like down to film anything. He's always down, but he'll he might even be like, yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna look very good for me. But if you want to do it, I'll film it. And then <laughs> and then nice. Matt and then Matt is sitting there and he's like, it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anything of it matters to matt he'll just he's very i don't know if i would he's obviously a snowboard photographer but he's like uh he's you could call him like a landscape photographer almost he's just will find a way to make something look good no matter what almost like yeah he's got a unique eye for sure yeah talking about landscape you remember when he i have to (laughs) i have to mention this this is so funny (laughs) you know where i'm gonna head to right (laughs) I think so. Yeah. Uh, so so we're at this pretty cool double kink and yeah. I was battling a trip for a long time and couldn't really get it. I was just I was keep going, keep going. Matt already had a few workable photos or good photos and then he tried to uh get a couple drone pictures and the <laughs> a drone ended up getting stuck in the trees. <laughs> like really <laughs> high in the trees. Like it's real just... high. <laughs> so uh mid-session i'm just in this tunnel tunnel vision or in this mode of getting my trick and all of a sudden session stop the drone is stuck <laughs> in the trees oh yeah we're and just he's gonna there. he's gonna hate me for pointing that out but i don't care but we were i mean it was funny though we were sitting there yeah benny's like sweating he's been trying this rail for a little while now and he's running up the stairs and all of a sudden you hear the drone kind of flying around it's not too crazy because it's pretty high and all of a sudden, you just hear like the the propellers from the drone getting wrapped up in all these tree branches, and and then we look up and it's stuck like a hundred and fifty <laughs> feet up in the air in this tree. <laughs> and That's we all kind of we all kind of stopped the session for a little bit to look at it and try and figure yeah. it out. We're like, yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll get it down somehow. And then That's, just that's later, classic. yeah, and then just later, it just fell out of the tree. I think right. I think I think Matt kind of gave up on getting it back because he walked to the tree, kind of shook it, and nothing happened. 
And then when I was done with with boarding, I think Dan, didn't you walk over to the tree and kicked it really hard or something, and then it finally <laughs> fall, fell down? I mean, I I did, but I, it's not like I moved anything on this tree. It was a big tree. I was sitting there, like, kind of pushing on it, just checking it out. No, nothing was moving. I'm pretty sure it was just like the wind got it or something and pushed it free. But that's classic. Sorry, Dan, I interrupted you. You were you were going to say you were starting to say something. You said there was there was a day. Do you remember what that, that, what you were going to say? Uh, we were talking about Matt and his photos and everything. And I think it was the same day. It was just he'll just take anything and make it look good. Like he shot the photo of this kink rail a bunch of times from a couple different angles. Looked really cool. Then he pulled the drone out. <laughs> I wonder if he actually, I don't know if he ever got any photos or anything from that, but he pulled that out and then that kind of was a, a fail. And then uh, we just kind of were messing around too. I wasn't hitting the, I wasn't uh, riding on the rail, but I built this little jump and stuff and he was just shooting photos of me riding on this little jump. And like, I don't know, he's just was, he's good at capturing all the little moments and getting the little details of everything and yeah, it was almost like he was shooting more of a landscape, not so much of the snowboarding, and that's why it always looks good. Yeah, do you, do you um can it be surprising what you see, what they've come up with? You know, can it can that? It sounds like sometimes there can be different interpretations of of that you maybe not expecting to see, which must be rad when you when you see the shots and the edit, you know, to see what they've actually captured. Yeah, totally, totally. Especially with uh, I mean, I think with video, you always kind of know kind of what to expect um it's i mean you're just you're just watching a video and you're trying to make it look as clear and as good as possible for the spot but then photos it's like well he might have just changed all the settings on the camera and everything's blurry except for you or you know like you never really know what you're going to get from the photo side of things so that's where i think is kind of interesting it's like matt was i don't know he, he switches up how he shoots a lot so it was pretty cool yeah, that, that that's another thing. Like if you're trying a trick for a few for a few goes, even if it's just five tries, he probably has five different angles from your trick. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty cool cuz like he's so sure when to trigger from what angle. So like if you do the trick good on the rail but you maybe don't ride out as you want or something or don't ride away as clean as you wish to, he just changes up a little bit and just gets another angle. And then you end up having like four or five different photos from that one spot. You only did one trick and you can basically like choose together with Matt, which you think is the, is the best one. That's amazing. And, and have you guys seen the, the edit? I'm sure you have. I, oh. to be honest, I've only seen the raw footage quite a while ago from Alex, but I've not seen the final version. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. No raw footage, no no edit, nothing. Ah, right, okay. So, so all a surprise to come. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it looks amazing. Look, looks sick. Guys did a great job for sure. So you've so, you've seen it? Uh, I asked, I texted Bruno today and just said, "Is there something you can send me over?" So he sent me a little a little Vimeo link. Nice. Um, <laughs> send that our way. Get- I yeah, think we got to do the same, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, 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 I'll send it over. I'm sure it's it's all good, isn't it? But um, yeah. Well, that must be rad to see, you know to, to like months later to, to just suddenly see it again and uh, like we say, just see what they've caught. Yeah, I'll send it over. So apart from the session that you guys described, were there any others that stood out where you were particularly stoked on what went down? I have when I think about that trip, 
snowboarding wise i have one thing that really <laughs> it's just a funny moment that i remember dan was hitting this really cool really cool rail down a super tight alleyway right next to the to the railway to the train tracks um it was just like this super tight japanese alley with like japanese signs it looked so rad but the outrun was basically straight onto the sidewalk onto a street on an underpath and and um right in the outrun on the street where dan was going um there was a red light so the cars would be blocking his outrun every now and then And so we'd had to throw snow on the street every other go or so just to make it possible to ride out for him. Anyways, long story short, one break in between, a car stops on the red light. It's a little pickup that is transporting snow out of the city and his tailgate is open. So Dominic was just making sure there's snow on the street. So he just picks up the shovel, the, the truck imagine is parked in the perfect spot he just runs to the truck takes snow and shovels it out of the tailgate onto the street and it's in the perfect spot that's brilliant yeah that was pretty brilliant. cool yeah, was how pretty about cool. you dan any any other sessions or anything else stand out from from the trip um there was definitely some pretty cool spots that i thought were some standout spots that worked out really well um even though pretty much every single spot we went to we had some kind of a cop or a person or someone to deal with but there was a couple pretty cool spots that i liked a lot we were at this spot one day it was at a school and there was this the really creeper. yeah the creeper this really steep in run um and we'd go across like we'd jump off this retaining wall onto a roof with a bunch of snow on it and then we would jump from this roof to kind of a creeper ledge on the on the school it almost looked like it was kind of part of the the gym or something but anyways while we were there and this might have even been a different day but while we were there all of a sudden you know well, who's up oh, at the top yeah. of the hill you you, was, were, yeah, you were sitting at the top me. of the hill yeah and <laughs> and we just yeah, i don't know we just run into a whole nother crew and it was awesome it was super cool Yeah, it was it was insane. So we're just shoveling, we're setting up the spot, and I just ran back up the the hill to get something from the van. Right. And so imagine like the whole crew is down in the schoolyard, and I'm just yep. by myself up and on the little like road by our van. And all of a sudden, I see someone like let's say 50 meters ahead of me, someone jump jumping out of the trees onto the street, and from the oh, far, right. it's like, huh? Is that Dom? Dom was just down there. What the hell? And then this guy doesn't take take his eyes off me, and I stare at him like, "What the hell? That's Cass. That's Cass Lemons, <laughs> the snowboarder from Holland." That's crazy. And yeah. I I had a I mean I wasn't 100 certain that they're in Japan, but how funny is that that we just are at the same exact location in Japan. And that, just run into so each other, funny. run into each other on accident. I had a similar experience. I was riding in um, Iran like years ago, like years and years and years ago, like 15 years ago. They did a piece in Transworld where like Craig Kelly and a few people went to Iran and we were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go riding in Iran. And um, we went over there, did a trip for a, like a British magazine. And we got there and like basically everyone's like, 
you know, I mean, it's Iran, so everyone's like, who the fuck are you lot? Like, you know, <laughs> looking looking like we've landed from Mars, you know, whatever. And then we go to this, we go to this resort and we bumped into some people that we knew. Basically, there was a Dutch crew over um, in like the middle of nowhere. Wow. And we were like riding around and we saw this friend of ours ride past and we were like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. You know, like yeah. similar yeah. thing just like like what like what are you doing there that's so cool that's yeah, so cool that, how high are the chances really <laughs> it's so cool pretty slim yeah but i mean those things are just right on they they like properly make those trips those little experiences don't they oh stuff like that was it's awesome i've had that happen a couple of times too where you're in helsinki and i mean that's not such a random place but it's pretty far away for me from home and then i run into a bunch of people that i know different careers there it's super cool yeah yeah definitely nice so i think i think we've covered it so um yeah how's let's i I guess we end it by just finding out what's what's the plan for next winter have you got are you guys going to be working together again have you got any trips planned or is it still like very much in the planning stages i hope so and i think so right dan is yeah, that yeah. still the plan i think so yeah i know vans is making another video i don't know a whole lot about it but i've been talking to harry and tanner and they've they say we're making another video so that's oh uh, yeah plan. arthur and arthur and blake mentioned that as well actually yeah, yeah that's that's what i've heard that's the word on the street so far but they're uh not very very uh open with details yet so it's, yeah. it's still very exciting, but it sounds like we're going to be boarding much together, which I'm hyped about. Yeah, I think nice. it's pretty early still. Like, I mean, we've done this now a, a bunch of times. We've all made videos before. It's like we don't need to have too much of a plan ahead of time as long as someone's like we're making a video and it is happening. So think about that. Then you're like, okay, yeah. I'm doing a Vans video. And you just know that as soon as the snow flies, you're going to go on a trip with the Vans crew and you're going to go film. Nice. Well, it's a nice plan to have, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just kinda, yeah, there's there, the plan is there is no plan, but we are making a video. And they, they, they mentioned maybe a, a premiere in London for this. Do you, do you guys know about that? Do you have any plans to come over for that? Well, for me, if so, it's not that far. I mean, it'd be amazing if you'd come over, Dan, for sure. Yeah, I had, I've heard nothing, but I'd love to go to London. I've never really hung out there, so... Have you ever been? Not, no, no. I've, I don't think so. I would love let's to. M- let's make, let's make a little trip. Skate South Bank. Seriously, I'd love to hang in the house of fans. Let's Have you it. seen that they opened up South Bank? Yeah, they opened a new section, right? Yeah, the section that's been closed for like twenty years. Oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, the mini banks. Yeah, yeah. it's been a big, it's been a big thing over here. They've been trying to basically get that opened up. It's like the classic sort of full South Bank spot from the 80s and 90s that got closed off and then uh yeah like four weeks ago opened up so yeah super fun little mini banks so yeah another reason to come let's do it so there you go that was dan me and benny discussing the japan shoot for triple and i hope you enjoyed it big thanks to the lads for taking the time to do that one and for going through the hassle necessary to put it together Regular listeners will know I am an absolute snob when it comes to doing these things on Skype, but, you know, I don't mind it when it's something like that, and it kind of worked out all right, I think. Um, Yeah, nice one. Like I said before, I did also record a third interview with Rene and Fridge about their park shoot with Matt George for the triple project, that being the third area of freestyle snowboarding that was explored. But unfortunately, 
we had some proper technical issues with that one so it isn't at all usable i'm afraid ah well just means i'll have to get them on the show individually at some point in the future so housekeeping corner and what else has been going on well as i think i've mentioned at various points on the podcast and definitely on my instagram i did spend a fair amount of time earlier in the winter working with my friend Taz on volume two of Curator Magazine, his independent snowboarding annual. Very uh, stoked to be asked to get involved with this. Taz asked me to write a few stories for it and also to edit the whole thing, which was uh, a lot of fun. It's been a while since I edited a snowboarding magazine, which did used to be my full-time job a very long time ago. And it was definitely fun to dip into that again and help to pull this whole thing together again um anyway the volume's out now it's looking great i mean it really is a great project so hats off to taz for pulling the whole thing together if you do want to get your own copy and support independent snowboarding then head over to curatorpublishing.com where you can do just that personally pretty happy with the way it turned out of course i did end up fixating on the odd typo that slipped through the net including one on the masthead the only page i didn't actually edit and where my own name and job title is listed as editors rather than editor knowing taz i won't be surprised if he just put that in there on purpose to keep me on my toes um because that's the kind of thing that keeps me awake at night that anyway if you've got a copy then let me know what you think over on my instagram at we look sideways or over at podcast at we are looking sideways.com speaking of books segue alert the california book i've also been chatting about for a while is happening by the looks of it. Now, the idea at the minute is to put together a hardcover book collecting the pick of Owen Tozer's pictures from that trip with some extracts from the interviews, all wrapped up nicely with an intro by our friend Jamie Brissick, who's been on the show a couple of times. Then we're going to launch the thing with an event in London, an exhibition of Owen's pictures, and hopefully a live podcast interview, which I'll record and for once make good enough to release on here. I've done two live shows now both times the recordings have been absolutely dog shit and not been usable so hopefully third time lucky so there you go that's it all right thanks for listening by the time you hear this i'll be down in cornwall on the trip i mentioned last week uh, the kerno omnibus where i'll be staying with my friends at the watergate bay hotel i'm staying um, there for a few days i'm hoping for waves and sun and interviews are plenty in a way that very much didn't happen in japan Ah oh, well i'll be back next week with the first installment of my cornwall omnibus but until then nice one have a good week see you later